welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm just chilling. Just got off of work, so I'm relaxing now. Um, I'm excited for the Dodgers-Giants game later, game five, you know. That's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be exciting. Also, you know, every 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 time we you know we record this, you're always like, oh, let me get my hot water, hot water, blah blah yep. blah, that you spilled last week. Yep. <laughs> and I decided to try it today, and I can confirm it is overrated, and I'd rather have tea or coffee. <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I agree. I would have agreed with you about two years ago because. My wife is the one who got me into the hot water. We always have hot water in the house ready to go. And beforehand, I was a cold water. I still technically am. I always have a Brita. We have two Britas. One is ready for on the counter for when it comes to putting it in the kettle. The other one is in the fridge because I really like cold water. Um, but now I, now I really like hot water too. So <laughs> I, don't know, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I just, I just don't. If it, it feels like you know when you leave a water bottle in your car over, over the summer, and then you get in your car in the hot summer, and then that water's really hot, and then you attempt to drink it. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, here's a here's a bottle of water. I should drink. Apparently this right that now. I, I, apparently that's really bad for you. That was, so don't do that. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling this hot water. It'll be tea next Sorry, time. Sorry, man. You know, give it, give it, give it a cup. Give it a week. Try it a week. <laughs> give it a week, right, and then you'll see, and then see. And then we'll if not, you. I will be right there with you because I love tea. So I mean, go ahead and have yourself some tea. But give give yeah. the hot water a week, and then you come back and let me know. We'll we'll ask you for an update on the next episode. Oh, How about okay. that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, What's you up at? with you, man? What's up with you? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I mean. I've uh, been just kind of tackling things with the website. So we're like been working on the website a little bit more than previously I had had time to do, I guess I should say. Uh, just kind of getting ready for, you know, the upcoming basketball season because we're actually going to be having that. So I will be coaching again and I'm looking forward to, you know, getting back on the court and finally having my actual second season. Let's see if we can repeat the uh, the same record or at least performance that we had previously Wait, uh, go ahead what was the performance what was the performance? Uh, we were we were seven and two in a ele- in nine games oh yeah and unfortunately still this one hurts my soul is uh the second loss came as the final game of the season in triple overtime and we lost it was pro- it was time. yes it was probably the most intense game i've ever been a part of uh, and that's even with like me play like actually playing in some overtime thrillers in high school. Um, yeah, triple <laughs> overtime, and and we came up short, and it was just like, man, <laughs> that was the. I, 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 I thought you were about to say, and that was with me playing in that triple overtime. No, 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 <laughs> no, not with seventh graders. I would have balled out. Let's just say that right now. All right, uh, you know, but, we okay, talked about so, me like, getting what... people to quit and limb escape. Man, I would have got them quitting in that seventh <laughs> yeah, grade. Still played. Yeah, but what about um, uh, like, do, do they have like what standings or were there playoffs? Uh, like... No, unfortunately, because like I, I don't know if it's a Wisconsin thing because this is definitely not how it was where. I grew up in Illinois uh, playing sports, but the season is very short. It's about like a month and a half, 
and on top of it it is just the the set games that you're scheduled and that's it there is no technical like regular season like you know standings or like conference championship or anything they just at least how this school does it is we just schedule games with some of the other area schools and whichever schools want to play us we play them and then season's over and that's about it so yeah that's why it was like it was heart you know heartbreaking to lose in triple overtime it's the final game of the season knowing that there's nothing else to you know play or practice for yeah. after that so it was it was a it was a hard one and of course the players took it hard too but uh i'm sure now that they're in high school and they're they're enjoying themselves with whatever they're doing over there so <laughs> they're probably not even thinking back man you know how much it sucked when wow. we lost that triple overtime only the coach would be sitting here saying man that sucked <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is geared towards making sure you're informed on all the video game news happening around the world. Whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo, or a new console if that decides to come out there. If we think you need to know about it, we'll make sure you know about it. When you guys are listening to this on your respective podcast services, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what that service says. And if your podcast service allows you to leave reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell people why you love the One More Game podcast, because we enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. If you are a new member to the podcast, welcome to the One More Game podcast. If you're returning, you already know what we're about to head to, because we start every single podcast off talking about what we've been playing lately. So I Isaac, what have you been playing lately? Is it video games? <laughs> it is, in fact, video games. Wow. Um, I did uh, get um, Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl. Oh, did um, you get it on PC? It is. Or yeah, st- I got it on PC. Okay. okay. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a very good Smash clone. Um, I am not the most, you know, I don't know any of the technical terms for Smash, um, mm-hmm. but but you know, there's it, it, people say that it feels more like melee because this game is pretty fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of you know air dodges and running and all this other stuff. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and you know, like I said, Smash Brothers is just fun. It's just just copy that formula. This is this is what I wanted from. Um, PlayStation All All Star. What was it called? Battle Royale All Star. No, it's just called PlayStation All Stars. Bat- okay, okay. Battle Royale. Right. I remember Battle Royale in there. No, 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 no. Get you while you're talking about it. Let me pull out my copy. Go ahead. Okay. I never played that game, but from a lot from what I've heard was like, oh, just co- just copy Smash. Like you don't you're trying all this new stuff, but just copy Smash Brothers. This is what Nickelodeon's All Stars did, and I mean, and they have a good roster, right? At least if you you know you grew up around. Um, they don't have like a lot of new cartoon and cart well cartoon characters in this game. I think except one. Like I didn't recognize one. Um, so they have a good roster. There are some omissions that I think um, should be added, like the Fairly Odd Parents or something. Or, or I don't know, maybe Rock. Rock what's, what's that show? Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any of those characters, but they have a good roster, right? Um, there's about 20 stages, I think. I think each character has its own stage, so I think there's about 20 characters, 20 stages. Um, some of them are really bad, though. Like, the bad ones are really bad, in my opinion, at least. Um, they do have, like, the, you know, Final Destination version of, 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 of Smash, right? Like, just that single platform. And they have other simple ones where it's, like, just a single platform and then maybe one level above it. Um, but then they have these crazy ones where it's all types of stuff going on and... I don't like those those stages at all. 
um the music is super bad in this game for some reason i don't know why they didn't just get the music from the shows and put it in is it's just very generic music and it's just really bad um but the game like i said it's a lot of fun i was playing one-on-ones with one of my friends and it felt good online for the most part we had a, a couple you know hitches but then you know another friend came on and once we added that third person we started having a lot of issues mm -hmm. um, i don't i'm not sure if everybody's experiencing this but he he told me that whenever three people join or more than two people join it the game starts lagging really bad i have and been that's reading what we that. okay so it wasn't just us um and then yeah i mean like i said he he was he he played a lot more one of my friends played a lot more than i he has about 10 hours in this game already and he was doing all these crazy combos that i didn't know was possible in smash games um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun, especially if you got a group of friends to play it. Um, if you like, you know, SpongeBob and Nickelodeon characters, it's a lot of fun. There's a, what makes me laugh is the moves that they have. It's a lot of memes, right? Like memes that you see online. Those are just the moves that they added into the game. <laughs> so it's really funny when they do things. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, if you have a group of friends, I, I, I'd i recommend picking it up um, at least, well, maybe not a group of friends, right? Because the whole more than two players. Now, I do have a question off of that real quick is mm -hmm. with, uh, with you playing online, is there a lobby system like in yes. Smash Ultimate where you could still have like the 1v1 and the other person watches versus having all three fight at the same time? Yes, so I, okay. I I'm not familiar with Smash's system, but yes, it has a you know like a traditional. We've played Street Fighter, things like that. It has a lobby system, and in that lobby, say you have a group of four people in there, mm -hmm. you can simultaneously set two matches. Oh, so it'll okay. be one on ones, and you know, um, so there is a lobby system. So yeah, I guess if you do have a group of, of friends, you know, you can do like you know the the round robin, King of the Hill format if mm -hmm. you like, or you can you know separate into different matches and do one-on-ones but yeah like i said uh, if it's more than two it was just it was just really laggy and it progressively got worse at first it was like oh there's a little bit of input delay and then a couple hitches and then it was just it got really bad mm -hmm. um but like i said game is a lot of fun it's a good smash clone it's a very fast pace got a good roster um a mix of good and bad stages <laughs> really bad music <laughs> <laughs> And, and we do have to point it out. I mean, I know you haven't said it, but I'm sure if anyone's looking into the game, they've seen reviews. Uh, there is no voice acting, too. So, like, you're not going to hear right. SpongeBob's yes. voice actor in there or right. Cat Dog or anything like that. You know, it's a pretty bare bones it is. type of fighter. But as you said, it, it is, it is, it is a, a Smash game. Bros. clone. Yeah. It is a budget game. It is $40. So, you know, yeah. Nickelodeon wasn't going to include all that. So. Yeah, yeah, I will tell you, I will tell you, uh, I haven't played it yet, but I do know, like, I have some friends who are really big into Smash and, like, play in the competitive scene, like, they're actually mm -hmm. good at it, and I will tell you, they hate the game, even with them being Melee fans. They feel, really? yeah, they they talked about that they, the, the frame, the frame data is actually all over the place, um, you know, again, what you kind of described is not having the, the, the music and the voice acting and stuff that they basically feel like it is a broken unfinished game um and i yeah i've been seeing i've been seeing on my uh my feeds just people talking about it over you know back and forth and and i i do want to say this is not to you know diminish the game i agree with what you know isaac is saying if you like 
Nickelodeon characters and you just want to play like something with, you know, you want to just beat people with Nigel Thornberry, go get the game because it looks like a lot of fun, you know, (laughs) Um, uh, but just go into it. Like not with expectations of this is going to be a polished smash bros like game. It is is like smash bros, but it is, we've already said this is like a budget. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I'm, I'm not, I've played smash brothers. I've played every single one of them. I've never been into the competitive scene of Smash. I understand what frame data is, but I don't know how that applies to Smash. It, oh, I don't know it how matters well the game Smash, is balanced. Man. Yeah, I don't know how well the game is balanced for competitive play. I don't know any of that. I just know I went in there for a couple hours and I had fun. Let me ask you real quick. Who did you play? I played SpongeBob, Patrick, CatDog. Um, I was just, whenever we were playing matches, I was just cycling through a bunch yeah. of them just to see what they do um danny phantom i guess like which weird. one did you like did you I like, like or play the most oh, spongebob i like most? spongebob yeah it's just okay. he's probably you know the the ryu the you know the shoto character of the of the game like he's okay. very simple to play um so yeah but they, i liked him the most i will tell you you know maybe you can drop this like next time you play you could do this i've been told and seen um play as michelangelo he is outright broken just... Oh, really? I did play Leonardo. Now that okay. I remember, I played Leonardo. But yeah. I didn't play Michelangelo. I I read, I've read like online. People were like, if you are having a local tournament with the Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl <laughs> or uh, yeah, battle or whatever, uh, just ban Michelangelo from playing. You'll thank us later. <laughs> yeah. Well, the friend that I was playing, he did play Michelangelo for a good bit. He was doing some kind of, like I said, he, he's, he's like one of those smash guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was doing a lot of crazy stuff with him. So okay. yeah, right. I could see that. Anything else other than that? Uh, no. Oh, well, I guess more battlefield. I mean, it's just, it just feels like I said last week, it just feels good to play battlefield. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because you like to stay up super late. We never got to play. <laughs> you're but, right uh, yeah you stayed up super late bro i can't stay up at those hours super um, late it was nine o'clock <laughs> nine those 30. are ungodly hours okay for me i i go to bed around nine nine thirty. old man all right yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's just and then you know i got to experiment more with the just on the fly gun customization you can just like in the middle of the of a match you can just swap to whatever weapon or attachments you want on your weapon which i think is really cool and like i said the the movement i love the movement that they've done that they carried over from and adjusted a little bit from battlefield 5 um yeah it's just a lot of fun and they do have like the class system i know the the class system i don't even know it's called class i think it's called specialist now and yeah but basically you're right the class system for those yeah you could just pretty much swap out anything i think um i didn't play too much with it but it seemed like you can just in previous Battlefield games, right, if you were recon, you were tied to a DMR, sniper, um, bolt action, weapons, marksman rifles, whatever. But now it seems like you can go like the recon class. You can go throw on an assault rifle if you want. Mm. Um, okay. Like I say, I only played, I only messed with it a little bit. I was just, you know, clicking the default and jumping in. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm sure it'll have some issues at launch, but I'm still going to pick it up. So and uh- that's about it. That's all I played. I will tell you, you're going to hate me when I say this, but I did mm-hmm. not like my time playing the Battlefield. Really? Era. Yeah. So this is this is partially why I've never been a big fan of Battlefield is I played one match 
and mm-hmm. the for those that don't know, especially with Battlefield 2042, they really are, um, I guess, centered around the fact you can play with. I think it what is it 126 players on the same map, if I remember correctly, is the 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 number. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a it's a large number. Of course, that's split into two teams, but like that's like the big thing. Is it supposed to be these very large battles, and the matches take a long time in Conquest because of that. So, like, I think I played it. I played one match, and it took thirty minutes, roughly, maybe longer. I just remember looking right. over at one point, and it was there was still like twenty minutes left in the match, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I dropped in. I go to start. Everyone that spawned near me hopped in vehicles and took off. There were no vehicles for me. So I had to run and I spent about 10 minutes just running, trying to get to a control point to shoot a character. I spent 10 minutes just running around and I was like, okay, I'm right there with you. I was like, the movement feels great, but I'm (laughs) I'm not getting to really play the game. I'm just running. Uh, And so I felt good when I finally got to a spot and was able to shoot you know, and of course, as the match unfolds, you know, you start getting to drop points where now it's more, you know, battles are going on. And I was, of course, always respawning where I knew there was going to be gunfire and right. gunplay going on. Um, but, like, that's one of my things that I don't like about Battlefield in general is I'm not a fan of the Conquest mode. I don't like the map being so large. I also am not a fan of vehicles in my shooters um, because... Even, you know, again, happened in, in the beta, you know, if someone's in a helicopter and we don't have a group that has one RPG to shoot it down or not all of us are, you know, focusing on that helicopter, that helicopter is just going to wreck you. And I just, and it just kept happening. And so like, I just, it, I like more condensed, uh, type maps where it is just strictly gunplay you're just shooting to try to duke it out with other people. And so, like, I just, I enjoyed, like, if you're asking me the controls of Battlefield, I did feel it was smooth. I did think it felt good. I didn't experience anywhere near the bugs that people experienced, uh, especially on Xbox and, you know, have been touting or pushing for the game to be delayed. But I played that 30 minutes. I played that one match. We won. And I was like, I'm good. And I uh, switched and started playing something different. I was, yeah. I just was not a huge fan. Yeah. Of it. I mean, everything you said is, I can't really, you're not wrong. It's just, you know, that's just your preference. That Conquest is just the flagship mode that people, you know, for Battlefield and always has yeah, of been. Course. Um, and they do have like those TDM modes, but like I said, those aren't really the focus. And then there was no other mode in the beta, right? Well, exactly. That was my, but, that was my yeah. problem okay yeah i mean that's just how conquest plays out right sometimes there's no vehicles you gotta run um the best you can do is like and like you met you mentioned that you you spawn in where you think there's gonna be a battle where there's enemies or where you know you're immediately, immediately gonna get into a gunfight and you know running it sometimes you turn a corner and there's just a tank right there <laughs> you know that's just battlefield that's yeah. how it goes so and that's yeah, why i, I mean, don't like you, it you, yeah I, I love it man i don't know i just i love i'm not a vehicle guy either i rarely get in vehicles uh, other than you know i usually get them just to move fast around the map mm-hmm. but i 
love taking out a helicopter with an RPG or or a and a or a tank with you know C four. Um, I love doing that. It makes me when I when I outplay the tank somehow or the helicopter, I, I just feel it feels good. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we just battlefield is just not for you. <laughs> not yeah, that's not for me because like especially like you talked about like of course it's always cool when you like take out the uh, you know yeah. the the helicopter or the the tank as you said like especially I will say especially the C four with the tank that's always in yeah. any kind of. You feels know, good. game. Yeah, that feels. You just see the explosion. You're like, haha, gotcha. You know, like I, yeah. I get that. But it's one of those things, in my opinion. This is just personally speaking. Um, the feeling to get that maybe one time on the time. You know, each time you play, because like that tank is gonna take you out a couple of times, regardless. Because you, there's a chance where you throw and you take out one tank, and it's like, ah, yeah, gotcha. And then there's another tank that shoots you and kills you, and it's like, well. <laughs> You know, or you see that tank and you're like, I don't have a C4 now. I got to just run and hide. I don't like, I just not a huge fan of that. So I will, I will say, and I'm trying to keep it in perspective, but Battlefield went from being like one of the, the buys that I really wanted to get to now. I don't think I'm picking it up. I know that it was conquest mode. I know that I don't like conquest mode. So I know that like (laughs) the beta when I saw it was only conquest mode, I was like, well, I'm probably not going to like this. And of course I didn't, but you know, it's, it's just that that's, it's always that first impression, right? I wish they would have allowed just one other game mode just to, just to try for some of the people who maybe want to get into battlefield, but are not in on conquest to try that other game mode. And, um, yeah, so we'll see if I pick it up, but I was not a huge fan. Um, But I will say, even though we've been talking long about this, so we do got to wrap it up. But I will say, the other game that I ended up stopping playing Battlefield to go play was Death Stranding. I've been playing Death Stranding. Yep, I've been playing Death Stranding this past weekend. I passed you up in time spent. I saw that. (laughs) And uh, let me check. Yeah, you you're at like two hours, and I'm at three or four now. Um, I haven't gotten to play the last two nights, but. Um, I will admit, man, I'm enjoying it. (laughs) It's a very interesting game. It is very unique. I know that a lot of people like, you know, especially are like, it's FedEx, you know, FedEx (laughs) simulator or walking simulator. Like, you're right. You do walk a lot and, uh, there isn't a whole lot of combat. It's a lot of just like, oh crap, you know, I want to sneak around because I don't want these things to come out and kill me. But so far, man, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm having fun with it. Um, man, I, I will talk to you more further in depth cause I don't want to spoil some things in case there are some people who picked up the, you know, or are going to pick up death stranding director's cut. And so maybe they don't want to hear, you know, some spoilers, but that first time that you, uh, you experienced the BTs and you have to run. Oh boy, man. My heart was pounding. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, let me get out of here. <laughs> so we'll, uh, yeah. we'll definitely talk about that more. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I've been playing, but I do want to make mention of it, even though this, of course, is always recorded on Thursdays. So as Isaac say, said, the Dodgers and the Giants are going to be playing, I think it's tonight, but this posts on Friday. And so I want to say, when I say tonight, this moment, I'm talking about Friday, I'm going to be streaming, uh, dungeons in dungeon encounters, the new 
game from Square Enix that just came out on Thursday. And you can check that out over at twitch.tv slash darsay28. Going to be streaming around 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. Just kind of depends on when I get stuff done around the house. But if you want to check out that new game, if you want to just stop by the stream and say hello, talk about what you heard here on the podcast, be sure to go to twitch.tv slash darsay28 at about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock and you will be able to check that out. With that being said, we've been talking a lot about what we've been playing lately, so let's move on to our next topic. And this is a pretty extensive uh, list of on the gaming catalog, so hopefully we will get through all of this. But we got Metroid Dread just selling like hotcakes. Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition, is real. But the cost may shock you. Disney is teasing a new game announcement, and EA may have to change their FIFA titles. And another story on top of that. But we're going to get right into our main title here on the Gaming Catalog. And again, as I had just said, Metroid Dread is selling like hotcakes. We're going over to the Video Game Chronicles. This is written by Andy Robinson, and it go it is titled, Dread has already outsold nearly every Metroid game in Japan. And the article goes as follows. Metroid Dread has enjoyed a strong first week in Japan and already outsold nearly every other installment in the region in its opening few days. That's according to the latest Japanese sales data collected by Famitsu, which shows that Dread sold some 86,798 copies during its first three days on sale, making it the best-selling game for the week, ending in on October 10th. Now, according to website Game Data Library, which collects Japanese sales data all the way back since 1995, Dread smashed the first week's sales record for every installment released during this period, and this is Important to note, the first three Metroid games data are not included because they, of course, released before 1995. Uh, the data also suggests that in just three days, Dread has already outsold the lifetime sales of nearly every Metroid game in Japan, excluding Fusion, Hunters, and the original Metroid data. Uh, again, data for Super Metroid and Metroid 2 isn't available. Um, now, this is only in physical sales, so Dread's first week sales will have been even higher when the digital sales are taken into account. Uh, and then they, of course, have the list through uh, coming down. Skipping a little bit further in here, uh, well, I guess I should say, uh, historically, even though um, Nintendo, of course, being a Japanese country, or uh, a Japanese company, Metroid sales in Japan have actually struggled over its prominent years but going over into the uk again strong start over there dread enjoyed the series biggest ever launch in the uk grossing the most it's ever done in that country and i know that of course sales here in the u.s have also been very high so isaac i'm going to pass it over to you real quick first let me ask you this did you end up picking up metroid dread yet but two what do you think of metroid dread essentially just blowing its own sales records out of the water i have not picked up dread yet but i think i am maybe this week just because uh i mean it's i've been hearing a lot of good things about it and i like the metroid uh universe but it's not really surprising just because i mean like the bar is pretty well i don't want to say it like that um historically metroid is received well right people most games um, are received. Well, I think other M maybe had mixed reviews because of that corrupted file <laughs> that you had to send your SD card to Nintendo so they can patch it and then send it back to you. That whole thing was ridiculous. But 
um historically it's been well received so i always thought it was weird that it's never been you know like a blockbuster game that sells millions of copies um so it's not too surprising that dread uh outselled it especially with switch switch i mean switch just sells games the attach rate is pretty high um especially for nintendo published games and i mean it, it could also be with the you know with the switch oled because they they were on the same day right they were released on the same day of the mistaken. oled and dread yes yes okay so maybe you know people picking up a new switch they're like oh maybe there's a new game with it too i'm gonna pick this up um the one thing i was surprised was that i just figured metroid prime was one of the the best selling one um and it just kind of just completely blew that out of the water mm -hmm. um so it's not yeah it, it's not too surprising but i'm happy metroid is seeing its success um like I've, i think i've said it before it has a whole genre named after it well that and castlevania metroid the whole metroidvania um so historically just for historical purposes in video games metroid metroid is pretty important um so i'm glad it's getting love i'm glad nintendo hasn't given up on it um at least it's sold enough for nintendo to keep giving this franchise more more chances um because i think it is a cool franchise i've never played too many of them i think i played metroid prime um i'm gonna i know i played a, a, a metroid fusion i think i was on the game boy advance um and I'm, I'm, I think I am going to pick this up this week because um, it just looks really good. And I haven't touched my Switch in a while since the last time I talked about La Breath of the Wild. I haven't touched it since then. So wow. it'll be good to play the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was actually really surprised because I'll be honest. I, I think I have already said on the podcast, but like I've never really been a Metroid person. So like I never mm -hmm. really closely followed it. Um, but because of how beloved Samus is in like video game culture i figured it doesn't sell of course as well as like you know mario and things of that nature but i figured it was still a, a great seller so to hear that metroid dread is just essentially blowing all these sales out of the water is kind of crazy and also i'm right there with you i thought metroid prime was a huge seller because of the way everyone talks about right. metroid prime so again it was another one of those this was kind of shocking to me um and i think that it's great that metroid dread is selling so well even with people having this big um back and forth on twitter that i've seen or i shouldn't say just twitter but on the internet in general about is is metroid really good um is it is it hard like because of course metroid games are supposed to be hard but is it hard but enjoyable or is it just hard and you know punishing and not good and there's been this huge back and forth even with the game receiving you know very good review scores um I, I was surprised or I'm glad to see that with that, even with that discussion kind of going on, that Metroid Dread is doing well. But the thing that I also find really great is that because of Metroid Dread's success, um, you know, I'm this is kind of a side article, but like it's actually made sales go for other Metroid games go up. Like it's just happening, increasing there. So like, you know, uh, this is again a Video Game Chronicles article Um through that same article, if you want to uh, go read it, there's a link to click into it. But there's a picture, a screenshot kind of showing an updated uh, eShop sales chart in the UK 
the UK, excuse me, and it shows, of course, on Switch, Metroid Dread is the number one seller. But then on Wii U, number one is Metroid Fusion. Number two is Metroid Zero Mission. The seventh best seller is Metroid Prime Trilogy. Number nine is Super Metroid. And on the 3DS, the number three selling game on there is Metroid Samus Returns. So it's been great that, like, Dread maybe is that entry point for some people to get into it. And then people are going, wow, I really like this. Let me go and visit kind of the the history or the the um the timeline of some of these other Metroid games, which is which is great. And you kind of right. also talked about it too. Uh OLED sales have been, you know, smashing, you know, even Twitch sales, uh like uh, you know, launch t- uh Twitch numbers, which Switch, of course, like everyone knows is selling like hotcakes all over the you know the world and sold like hotcakes when it first came out too and like the oled is you know basically continuing that trend so yeah you're right it could very well be people were like oh i'm getting the oled this game is coming out the same day and they might have been like this might be um built with the oled in mind and of course metroid dread has great color palette to it so i i think it's awesome that uh that it's doing so well yeah, yeah. And I have some numbers here just to compare. Um, these are like lifetime sales. This is from a quick Google search from VGSales.com. Mm-hmm. The lifetime sales for Metroid is around 18 million, estimated around 18 million. And then let's just compare that to, to, to you know, The Legend of Zelda. And comparatively, obviously, there's like double the amount of games, but still. And only these are the only main entries mm-hmm. for Legend of Zelda games. It is at 117 million. Jesus. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, Metroid has never been like, you know, like I said, a blockbuster sale. So I didn't want to say, you know, the bar wasn't set too high because that sounds kind of mean and negative. And Metroid is a beloved franchise from the people that do play it. And I like I said, I've played a few of them and I really enjoy them. So I'm glad that it's seeing more success than than it usually does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I plan to I plan to pick it up at some point, too. But of course, got to got to say it backlog is uh so many games up. now man it's yeah. so many games that are coming out we got ah, back for blood just came out i haven't even had a chance to play i know it. we gotta play that we gotta play we haven't played lemnus gate yet together <laughs> we got a, a number of things to do but you yeah. know what you know what we know is not going to be on that list at least right now is the grand theft auto trilogy but we do have that coming up here shortly I don't know if either of us, though, are going to want to spend the money on it. We're going to our next article here, and that is Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy Definitive Edition, or The Definitive Edition, is coming out, is real, but is likely going to cost $70 for the physical version, and it could be coming in December. We're going to VG247, and this is an article written by Dom Peplat, and it goes as follows. It looks like Rockstar may be ready to push Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, as a premium title and box version may be coming in December. Rockstar has finally announced Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, a game collecting Grand Th- collecting or con- a game they actually did put collecting in here a game collecting gta 3 gta vice city and in san andreas released in one collection but the official details from rockstar about the title remain a little thin luckily the worst kept secret of gaming in 2021 continues to spill more details first up we've got an inclination as to what the collection's price may end up being retailer base.com open pre-orders for the title last week and that premium price tag is listed at $70 on the PS5 and Xbox Series 
X uh, and S. Um, right now, those are just reports, though, because the listing um, is just could also be a placeholder or similar, but we won't be surprised if that ends up being the actual final price. After all, back in March, Take-Two once again clarified its stance on raising game prices and reckoned that we as consumers are ready for $70 games. Um, and also the following precedent set by first-party companies and platform holders like Sony 2, uh, the PlayStation 4, and Switch versions of the game are listed at $60. So, of course, it looks like that $10 price tag may be there. Uh, the other thing is that the physical version could be coming out in December as per PPE. Last-gen versions of the collection will be out on shelves by Christmas with other box versions of the game landing in 2022. If you didn't know about the release of this i do i'm trying to just pull up the other article real quick uh this is actually from pressstartnews.net so you can go over there and read what i wrote and we're talking a little bit about this and it's just the minor details that i wanted to pass along is that uh the going from the article the trilogy will see a quote, across the board upgrades, end quote. These include graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements, yet still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. More details on the changes from the trilogy will be coming in the following weeks, but those who wanted the existing versions of the games, well, you know, now that I'm, you're listening to this podcast, you weren't going to be able to get it anymore because those versions got removed from the digital storefront this week. Isaac, first, because I just read that part, what do you think about the original versions getting the axe and two what do you think about a 70 dollar price tag on a graphical improvements that still maintain the classic look and feel of the game i mean why would you ask the original games like you're just kind of forcing people into buying this 70 dollar price tag which is ridiculous like these games i think gta 3 is coming up on its 20 year anniversary isn't it it's, it's this game is 20 be years close. old it's it and... came out with it came out pretty close to the launch of the PS2, if I remember correctly. So, right. yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're I mean, right. and we've talked about how much we love these games, right? I love San Andreas. I, I love all three of these games. Um, but $70 is too much for this, for 20-year-old games. Because um, I think they came out, like, a year apart from each other, too. It's not like, you know, they were, like, spread out. So, I that, think almost That all I'm not for games... sure. While you're talking, I'm going to look it up. Okay. So, yeah, whatever. Regardless. $70 for 15 plus year old games is way too much. I don't care if they're bundled in together. Um I don't I don't even know how much you're going to they're going to touch these games up, right? Like is it is it just the texture upgrade? Are they going to are they going to mess with the physics? Cuz I know I'm pretty sure in like in GTA 3 specifically, like the car driving physics probably didn't age well or the shooting or something. Something in that game didn't age well. I don't know how much work they're going to put into that if they're just going to do a, a texture upgrade. So no, $70 is way too much. Um, and, but also, you know, take two, they laid down the law early, you know, they, they showed their hand early on in the generation. They say, look, moving forward, all our games are going to be $70. So, you know, they, they, but at the same time, I didn't know that was going to include remakes. I just thought, you know, NBA 2K and GTA (laughs) six, whenever that comes out. Um, so I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I would love to play these games. I'll probably pick it up when they're on sale. Even the, even if I say I'm excited, whenever I pick up remakes, I barely play them anyway. So maybe but, a, a sale, I'll pick it up. But Isaac, it's it's three games for seventy dollars. No, three no. games. No. They're twenty year old <laughs> games, man. I, I'm no, right there with ridiculous. you. So so to to 
give you the update real quick. So Grand Theft Auto 3 is actually going to be celebrating its 20th anniversary um, here in a few days on October 22nd. It released, of course, October 22nd, 2001. And then you were right. A year later, but on October 27th, 2002, Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out. However, this is when you were wrong. On October 26th, 2004 is when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out. So they actually, they were pretty close to a year apart, as you said. But it, yeah. <laughs> I just had to point out the the last one about you being wrong. <laughs> no, whatever. But no, I'm right there with you. Especially, you know, I, you know, when I wrote the article for Press Start, I was I was reading, you know, the the comments there where they kind of talk about the the fact that they they wanted to improve these games yet, you know, keep this maintaining classic look and feel. And my mind instantly went to, so we're going to get the same game just with a smooth texture on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's still going to be blocky. It's still going to control yep. very, very similar. Even though they say it's going to have modern gameplay enhancements. I, I just don't can't imagine unless you're doing um, a sweeping, like, maybe not a remake of the graphics but at least like a remake of the controls i don't know how you make it feel more modern in its gameplay with how old these games are so yeah i was just like oh okay and then yeah when the the news came out later about it possibly being 70 dollars again this is reportedly so don't don't run you know and be like man i can't believe it's gonna be 70 dollars it's not confirmed yet that's just uh the could again be a placeholder but if it is $70, I'm right there with you. While I would be excited for this, and I do play remakes uh, because I, you know, I like, I, I'm a type of gamer that I play everything, but I also love kind of going back and playing some older titles that maybe I haven't played uh, just because of the story or, or you know, just kind of getting the, the uh, foundation of where some of modern games came from. I would be happy with this, but $70, no. Like, Maybe 40, maybe, maybe 50, because again, technically speaking, it is three games that you're getting, but not, I, I, 60 or 70, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'll wait, I'll wait for a sale, <laughs> then I'll hop in. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I'm gonna wait for like a $15 sale too, I don't care if it's 10, it's been 20 years since I've played those games, I can wait another 20. I would, yeah, I would, I think, like I said, like 50, maybe, depending on what when they show it like what are the actual improvements i might go oh okay like if they do like make it actually feel modern i might be like yeah i'll dive in for 50 bucks because i as you said it i love these three games so um it might be worth it if the if i can see the effort was put into it but if the effort was not put into it and it's literally just an up res type of thing um yeah 30 bucks is probably what i'll do it Ten dollars each. I'll do. All right, thirty bucks. We'll do that one. But no. Jesus Christ, take two. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I do gotta ask before we go to the next uh, story. Do you think this still cracks the top five in sales when it releases? For what, like the week, the month, uh, the year? Let's go with the month. When it let's. I don't know when it when it release. It's gonna release, of course. So. Let's use the tentative date of December. Um, let's say it releases December 7th, which is the one of the other proposed dates that it has there. If it releases December 7th by uh, the end of December or, or the end of January, I don't remember where they actually will calculate it. 
do you think it'll crack the top five of um of game sales i think it will because it's great i don't know if it'll be number one but it'll be like number four or five you I, think so even if it was at, yeah. it's at it's at 70 dollars. it's grand theft auto man it's just grand theft auto is it prints money i know yeah <laughs> yeah i'm right there with you i kind of think that it's I, I definitely think it might be five that's why i, yeah. I was gonna I say the, top it, 10 originally and i was like no that's too no, easy it definitely is top yeah. 10 i was like top yeah. five i think it'll be five <laughs> yeah, in GTA 5, I think GTA 5 and Minecraft had a crazy run of like being in the top 10 for like six years straight or something. Where they were consistently in the top 10 for like six years. Yeah, it was crazy. Something like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's insane. Um, so we're going to go into our next topic here. And I'm actually going to uh, switch around places here because of the timing that we have. And we're going to go to your game because this is kind of crazy to me. Um, FIFA may be changing its name, at least the EA version of the game. So we're going to IGN. This is Logan Plant writing this article, and the headline goes as follows. This is actually an update to an original article. It is, FIFA reportedly wants to charge EA $1 billion every four years to use its name. We now have a clue on why EA Sports is considering changing the name of FIFA, its giant football franchise. The New York Times reports that there's a dispute between EA, the developer of FIFA, and FIFA, the World Football Organization, and the disagreement it reportedly is over cost and new revenue streams. According to the report, FIFA wants to charge EA $1 billion every four years to use FIFA license within the game. Additionally, the organization wants to limit EA's monetization of the game. FIFA wants to limit it to what is strictly it can be found in the game, while EA wants to explore monetizing, quote, highlights of actual games, arena video game tournaments, and digital products like NFTs, the New York Times says. Just side note real quick, I hate this whole NFT thing. People need to stop using this damn thing. Uh, anyways, uh, of course, it was reported that they had been exploring, looking at EA football uh, and changing the name, uh, but people don't weren't really a happy fan of that and of course that raised the questions however i want to point this out before i switch it over to you if ea loses its partnership with fifa if that is going to be different than any other uh partnerships or name branding i right. will say the meaning of the loss of fifa for fifa would mean the loss of official team and player names and it would also lose names logos and rights to use the world cup within its game so isaac let me ask you if like one what was your thoughts when you see this and two because of what just came out with the whole e-football would you still pick up this game if it was filled with rosters of unknown players because they lost the feet or unknown team names and unknown rosters because they lost the the actual naming rights to the to the players well first of all one billion dollars is crazy but that's every four oh, years isaac i <laughs> know that is still million each year crazy <laughs> amount of money yeah. um and that yeah, is I the know. reported number we don't know if it's that's that's real uh, i've that actually is, seen reports uh, of it even being higher oh oh jesus christ <laughs> i didn't Not know oh lying. my goodness that that yeah. but i mean if you want to up the price for the license and then you want to change limit the amount of monetization that ea can do in the game obviously ea is not going to want to do that um but yeah my god that one billion dollar number is crazy 
Um, yeah, they're, they're gonna do that. I will, I hope. Man, I still want a live service game even after E Fall. I don't want to be just purchasing a, a a sports game every year, even if it's even if, okay. It doesn't even have to be live service. I can settle for you know an entry, and then maybe three or four years later, when you have you know significant upgrades, then you put it out another entry. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, as as far as the licensing that you mentioned. To me, I always thought FIFA was different because, for example, NBA 2K, you use the NBA license. You're not putting in the Lakers, you know, the Rockets, whatever. You're not putting any of those teams and any of those players in the game. But FIFA, to me, was always FIFA represents the international teams, right? Mexico and their rosters and USA and their rosters, Brazil, France, whatever. But then I always I always thought you can get a license from a club specifically like Barcelona, Man U. Um, and then obviously okay. that would come with those players. So I do want to correct myself, and you're right. Uh, so EA, I'm rereading this part. EA, okay. if they lose the partnership, it's different than other partnerships, meaning the loss of FIFA wouldn't mean the loss of official team and player names. Right. It would be okay. the name, the FIFA name, the logo, and the rights to use the World Cup. So you're right. They they can still use the team names and licensing from uh the teams themselves. So it's just I want, the World I'm, Cup. Yes, I wanted to correct my. Teams. I wanted to correct myself because you're right. My thought was, of course, as I read it and I was reading it, of course, trying to of course, talk at the same time, um, was the your typical, like you said, with the like NBA. Like if they lost the NBA, you yeah. there's no LeBron James in NBA 2K. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, with that, I'm fine if there's. I mean, that would suck. But because I do like playing, you know, as the Mexico team, I haven't played FIFA in a while, but because you keep ducking me, um, <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> I like playing the Mexico game. Um, but I, again, I still want a live service model. I, uh, oh my God, it's just the EA football. Jesus Christ. They just, it, it, it it's so bad. Um, but I, I don't see any reason, even if this does happen or when they have to change the name, I don't see any reason why, why EA would change their the format and their their business model because they they just make so much money. Why would they change? Oh if, no! If so, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they just change the name of the t- the the name of the game, and it'll be you know yearly entries again with highly focused on Ultimate Team. Um, yeah. So it's one billion dollars is still crazy though. I think that they. I think that ultimately this is going to get bargained down because of that factor that you just discussed, yeah. or that we just discussed, right? Um, that you pointed out. Like, if they lose the FIFA name, technically they're not losing a whole lot. They would be just losing the World Cup aspect, which people would, yeah, that would suck. But you know, people would just be like, all right, whatever. And I think didn't, uh, for instance, I think was, I think it was FIFA for a while. They didn't have the uh, UEFA Champions League that was like on Pez. So right. then they just called it like the uh, they called it some other tournament, but it was exactly the same thing. It just wasn't the UEFA Champions yep. League. So like yep. you know they'll probably do something. It'll be like the uh, the in the the Global Cup, and <laughs> that'll replace the World Cup. So I think uh, you know FIFA, of course, yeah, they're gonna be able to bargain. They're gonna try to get the most money that they can, but. Uh, yeah, now that I I see that they wouldn't lose out on all that, yeah, there's they they're definitely gonna run that risk of just losing losing out on that extra revenue, and I don't think that uh, that's enough for them. Uh, so now we're gonna head to our next article because again we are running very long, and this is actually about Disney 
and the fact that there could be a new Star Wars game coming out in, or at least being announced in December. I'm going to make this very quickly. This is an IGN article by Jared Moore, and it goes as follows. Disney and Lucasfilm have teased a Star Wars video game announcement for December as part of a publishing campaign that will reveal new Star Wars products every Tuesday for the rest of the year. Uh, as announced in an article on the official Star Wars website, the companies have launched their Bring Home the Bounty campaign, which will see new Star Wars toys, collectibles, books, apparels, and more that will be revealed on a weekly basis from now till the end of December. In that image that is on the website, all the way down on week 10, there is a controller, and it kind of looks like an Xbox controller, but controller nonetheless. And of course, this is a at least a hint to the fact that it could be a video game. Now, what it will be, it's unclear. Of course, there are a number of Star Wars games that are in existence. Uh, one of those, of course, is Ubisoft has announced uh, earlier this year that they were working on something, and we already know that there is an Avatar game in development from them and on top of it ea has made announcements even though they're losing the exclusivity of the star wars franchise they're still working on several games and one of those of course hasn't been confirmed but is assumed to be a jedi fallen order sequel so isaac how excited are you for a possible star wars game announcement in december star wars in general doesn't excite me i have mixed feelings on star what? wars but it's just i mean like it feels like half the movies are bad bro like it's just i don't know wow but right. um <laughs> but, but the good one all right relax y'all the, the, the original trilogy is amazing okay i see it's just our, after that i see our podcast rating going down oh down, my down. god yeah <laughs> um so yeah that alone doesn't excite me but you know i i am a big fan of fallen order um for, I, I think it came out 2019. It was my favorite game that I played that year. Um, I think Sekiro came out that year, but it, it, it pissed me off and, and it got put on timeout until 2020. So I never beat it. So <laughs> Fallen Order was my favorite game of 2019. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, Respawn, that's just, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like they're underrated. I, I know people think they're good, but they're more than just good. Respawn is just, you know, Apex. Like to me, it's the best BR out there um mm -hmm. titanfall i haven't played them but like the people that do play they say the game's amazing like i said fallen order um so they're very versatile i hope it's a fallen order too um if it's anything other than fallen order 2 i would just have to see it like mm -hmm. you know see what kind of game it is how it plays and then then i'd be excited for it or not um but i, I hope it's fallen order too yeah, I hope uh, I hope it's Fallen Order too. I haven't played Fallen Order myself yet, but I do own it. Um, I have it over on my shelf, so I do plan to play it. And uh, I'll, of course, likely what'll happen is like this will get announced, and then I'll be like, oh man, it's Fallen Order two. I want to go play Fallen Order one now just to make sure I'm ready for when yeah. Fallen Order two comes out. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Hopefully, it's a Fallen Order two, um, and we will see this. I'm actually gonna drop our last story because we are extremely heavy. So again, when a Fallen Order two uh, is coming out, we have zero clue. But what I do know is what is coming out next week, and I'm gonna tell you right. Now, and it starts today, Friday, October 15th. We have Crisis Remaster Trilogy for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Demon Slayer, uh, the Hinokami Chronicles, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. NHL 22 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, uh, The Good Life for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for PS4 and Xbox One. On Monday, October 18th, we have Nuclear Blaze for PC. 
on Tuesday, October 19th, we have Dying Light Platinum Edition for Switch, Encryption for PC, Into the Pit for Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, War Mongrels for PC, and YouTubers Life 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. On Wednesday, October 20th, we have Corpse Party, the 2021 edition, for Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Grotto for PC, Town Scraper for iOS and Android, and on Thursday, we have uh, Tandem, A Tale of Shadows for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Disciples Liberation for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Resident Evil 4 VR for Oculus VR. And Echoes Generations, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Isaac, which ones are you looking forward to? first of all i'm just looking up youtubers life like what the hell is that okay um, so i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna actually i'm gonna i'm gonna fully admit this okay uh the company that made that game reached out to me and asked me if i wanted to review it now i'm really busy right now so i can't review it so of course i had to decline but i will tell you the game this one actually looks really fun i'm not even lying it's basically you it's like a simulator of you're a you're a person who's trying to become one of like the top youtubers and so like you will do things like in the game planning out like your day doing streams like doing like little mini games trying to grow your fandom your popularity and stuff and uh in this one because in youtubers life one uh there was no like official youtubers actually in the game but youtubers life two is actually going to have some official ones and i don't remember all of them but the one i know is pewdiepie is going to be in the game um that you'll be able to like interact with pewdiepie in the game so um okay (laughs) all right um yeah, it definitely looks interesting in the video I'm watching. <laughs> but um, I mean, no, not too much for me today. The Dark Picture, the ugh, Dark Picture anthology. Those are the super massive games, right? Yes, it I is. Uh, I always think their games are really cool, but just like make them, but not as spooky. You know, like I would play your <laughs> game if it wasn't so spooky looking. Dude, I love yeah. their games. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that looks really cool, but not, nothing too much for me this week. Yeah, I uh, so Dark Pictures Anthology, since you just talked about it, uh, that is definitely one I will pick up, but not on Thursday when it releases, uh, because me and my wife, we play those um, together. Um, they have – the thing I really like about the, the Dark Pictures Anthology is they actually have, like, well, of course, one version where you can play by yourself, but another one is you can play with people, both online and – on your couch so if you're playing on your couch what you do is you do like you share a controller um so like basically you will at the beginning or at least this is what happened in man of Medan. uh we picked mm. up um little hope which is the second entry and we haven't played it yet but on man of Medan, like at the beginning you will pick like who plays who uh out of the cast of characters and then like when it becomes time for that character to play the screen will pop up and say okay pass the controller um you know it's this person's turn time to play and so then you can kind of like experience the the uh the story together and it is i will say at least again using man of a dan it is definitely not as polished as until dawn was i loved until dawn and still have it as one of my favorite uh, PlayStation exclusives. But 
it is still a whole lot of fun. And like I said, we just picked up Little Hope not long ago when it was on sale. So we do plan to play that together. And then, of course, we'll play House of Ashes. Uh, it, oh, go ahead. Is it is um, what was the first one that you back? No, what was the first one? The original one? The Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Is that in the same? Are they is like a shared universe? With these um, games? You know, that's a great question. I don't think so. But okay. I I could be wrong on that. I'll have to look that up, and then you know what? We'll leave it as an update for next podcast. But I don't think so. Just based on like the premise and stuff, right. I feel like it's it's not. But um, yeah, Man of Medan was great. I can't wait to play Little Hope. Um, so House of Ashes looks amazing too. So I'm I'm right there with you. But I know you're a scaredy cat, so you won't be playing that. I know you won't be playing <laughs> Resident Evil Four VR. A little scaredy cat. No. no. Um. But uh, the other game that I do want to to at least call attention to because I had planned to write a preview on this. I actually had planned last week to talk about it, and I know we're about to run long, but I do have to gripe a little bit about this, is Disciples Liberation. So those that don't know, Disciples used to be this um, this entry or this PC title back in the early 2000s. Uh, I think it's like late 1990s, early 2000s. And it's like a turn-based, um, I want to call it a turn-based like city tactics structure thing. Um, where basically you will take like a class or a race. Um, so the ones that I that always remind me or stick out in my head is when it was uh, humans, dwarfs, undead, and uh, the uh, demons. And you choose that class. And then you would need to like build up your city and you would build up these like armies and stuff. And your goal was to go through and take over the map, of course. And there was there was a storyline and and but when you got to battles, it would turn into a uh, turn based battle where you would fight back and forth. And like each character your in your army had certain moves that they could do because of their their creature so like for instance uh like the one of the demons like they might just have like a slash attack and like a um uh like line attack to attack like anyone in the front line and stuff uh i loved it it's actually one of the first uh pc games that i super got into um outside of diablo 2 i was super excited when i saw disciples liberation and was like oh my god they're bringing it back uh, Disciples Liberation is not like that. It is an, a turn-based RPG, um, which is great, or it's fine, you know, and there is still the city-building aspect of it. You still do technically, like, raise an army, but um, you don't have to choose, like, a race. Again, you, like, technically follow this this main character, and there was a demo for it on the Steam Next Fest that was just uh, earlier this month, and I played the demo, and the the combat is okay. It's not amazing. Um, but the voice acting is terrible. And oh my god, it was it was really rough. And like I want to like this game so much. And I probably will pick it up at some point. But anyone who is a Disciples fan uh, or doesn't even know about Disciples, go watch some old Disciples videos. But if you're a Disciples fan, know that Disciples Liberation is not like original Disciples. And for that, I am upset. Okay, I got off my soapbox. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
that is all we have for this episode. Isaac, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Let's go Dodgers. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if like <laughs> the they go to listen to this tomorrow and they hear you say that and they already know that like the they Dodgers lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, like Isaac didn't even know that the Dodgers lost. Nah, nah, nah. We, we taking it. We taking it all. All right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to here at the One More Game Podcast. Again, we really enjoy you guys being here each and every Friday, and we really enjoy bringing this to you guys. So thank you again for sticking around for this entire podcast. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Texas's Most Wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.